Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to talk some ball with one of the greatest players in Utah football history. Bill Riley welcomes the beard. Eric Weddle to the show weekly. The Eric Weddle interview is presented by Budweiser. Now here's Weddle with Riles right here on Utah's number one sports talk ESPN 700. We're two days away for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Of course, we've got to talk to Eric Weddle, get his thoughts on the AFC and the NFC as we whittle it down to the final eight teams. We'll have three of the four games this weekend. We'll have the doubleheader on Saturday. And then, of course, coming up on Sunday, we'll have the Sunday night game between Kansas City and Buffalo right here on ESPN 700. I, I think of the games that are scheduled this weekend, I'm really, in, I'm really intrigued by three of the four. I think San Francisco is going to wipe the floor with Green Bay, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not completely sure about that. But I think the other three should be at least competitive games for a while. But what do I know? I didn't play in the league for like 14 years the way Eric Weddle did. I didn't have a Super Bowl ring like Eric Weddle does. So maybe we'll turn to him. Are you excited about the games this weekend? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good slate. Uh, the the previous previous weekend there were some some blowouts, some unexpected blowouts. Holy smokes! Uh, with with Dallas and I think I was as much as I've been through football and think I know a little something. Like I think I was two and four in my picks. Which is <laughs> pretty comical. So even even the. The, the well-known get them wrong. Uh, I'm bummed about my Rams. I thought, of course, the refs uh, had some issues late in that game with some calls or non-calls, but uh, life goes on, uh, as they say. It's unfortunate. I thought they could have made a run and playing really good football. So, But kudos to Detroit and hopefully they can uh, – it's, it's, cool, it's a cool scene to know that we're either going to have Baker Mayfield in Tampa in the NFC Championship or the revitalized Detroit Lions after 30-something years in the NFC Championship. So that's kind of a cool storyline. It, it is kind of cool. And, and in ba- say this for Baker, man. The guy's a gamer. He's got a short memory. He just goes out and plays, and sometimes he looks great, sometimes he doesn't. But I'll tell you what, Todd Bowles, man, oh, man. That guy ain't afraid to blitz and bring pressure, is he? No, he's, he's uh, one of the best coordinators in the NFL over the course of his time and well-respected, and it's nice to see him have a, a turnaround, turnaround as the head coach. 
especially since from last season. And talk about a guy that you know just keeps working and. You love you love to see uh, stories and and guys come back from adversity and maybe some frustration and low level play and to come back and to lead that team it's awesome to see and you pull for guys like that. Eric, I'm just curious from your vantage point. You know the Buccaneers just they just took apart the Eagles the other night. I've never seen a team kind of fall apart the way they fell apart down the stretch. They were 10 and 1 at one point, Dub. I mean, they were 10 and 1 with the best record in the NFL and they finish up 11 and 6 and then they just get their doors blown off in a playoff game. That that's that's hard to fathom for a team that was a couple of plays away from winning the Super Bowl a year ago and 10 and 1 11 games into the season this year. Yeah, you just look at look at that the way that team's played and the there seems like there's some dysfunction within the team, the players, the staff. There's something something that's not right, and you can tell. And then on top of that, like, have you had you have you seen worse defensive play? Whether it's tackling, whether it's angles, whether it's scheme. I mean, what what is going on? Oh well, we got guys that aren't aren't practicing the fundamentals and basics of defense, and that's team defense running the football and tackling. And, wow, that was some, some bad, bad football. But you uh, you wonder, I mean, uh, it sounds like Sirianna's coming back, uh, rightfully so, and and you just hope uh, that they, they figure it out. But, man, talk about a drop-off. Like you said, it's just hard to fathom. You know, it's funny you say that about the Eagles' defense. I was watching the Manning cast during the game, and Ray Lewis was on there with him. And Ray was losing his mind over just what you were talking about. He's like, I, I, I've never seen anything like this. Guys not running to the ball. Guys jogging. Guy, he goes, you just if, if the ball goes away, you just turn and run. The Eagles guys are like jogging till they see where the ball is, and then maybe they pick up their pace. Ray, Ray was losing his mind over it the other night. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a little you know we we feel like we're a little outdated as each year that goes on us as ex players that played in the era of hitting and trying to destroy whoever's in front of you like you, you can't really say those things anymore like you can't say knock someone's head off like you're gonna get frowned upon and it's they, they've changed the game so much and now you can't even. It's not even harped on. It's not even coached, let alone practice. Like, talk about tackling. Like, you know, they don't practice tackling anymore. You don't get good at football without doing what good football players do, and that's tackling and blocking. And you have to do that live 100 miles an hour. Like, that's football. And if you don't like that or don't want that, then you shouldn't play. And if I would have done those things back in the day, you would have been benched or been cut. And now it's it's just not emphasized at the top level, and it trickles down to every other level. You can tell the good teams, the well-coached teams, that have culture, that understand who they are, what they're about, that practice the fundamentals. That's what separates the great teams nowadays and the, the ones that don't. Um, talking to Eric Weddle, brought to us by Budweiser here on the Bill Riley Show today. I'm getting driven, Craig. You and I talk about these, you know, how things have softened up a bit, but – 
I must have saw it two or three times last weekend, and it really drives me crazy when somebody like Josh Allen does it. But these quarterbacks take off, and they're they're running in the open field. Eric, they're basically you're run, you're a running back or a wide receiver at this point in time, and then all of a sudden they just drop down, and a guy that's got a beat on them from five yards away is supposed to have to pull up. I mean, it's one thing if they're in the pocket, I get that. But once you're in the open field, I don't think quarterbacks should be treated any different than running backs or wide receivers. I agree. It's it's. Huh. I mean, it's just so hard to watch <laughs> and to to see this amazing game going down the toilet uh, for these rules that these guys make up in this room that probably have never played the game and don't ask the players. We've been down this conversation, Riles. Like, not once in my career when they made these changes did they ask the players what we thought about them. And, and Higby is one of my good buddies, and – unfortunate that has happened but that's the the position they put us in as dbs is not in defensive players we can't hit up high now in that situation i probably would have hit him in his midsection and would level my shoulder but when you're taught from the onset video after video if you go up higher and try to go for the ball you're going to get fined and potentially suspended that's what's going to happen and you're every guy to a T a hundred out of a hundred guys would say they'd rather get hit up high than go down low, but they make these rules without even talking to the players. So the game is deteriorating because these yahoos are making changes that aren't better for the game. And before you know it, we'll be in flag football at the professional level, which is really crazy to say, but it's not really far fetched. And they need to just go back 15 years and go back to those rules and let the guys play the game the way it's supposed to be played. If you don't want to play or don't like it, don't watch it or don't play it. You know, the one that really drives me crazy, and Josh Allen does this, he gets in the open field, starts running, and then he fakes like he's going to go down, and then he stays up high. That, I mean, that's almost unfair and should be against the rules because, I, I mean, I, just, I don't know what you do about that. You can't. You fake your slide. Now, what's the defender supposed to do? Is he supposed to hit him or not hit him? And he's when he's faking like he's going to go down, but stays up. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, the rules are so against defensive players, and the quarterback can slide, but no one else does. Like you should outlaw the slide for one. Outlaw like all these rules just need to go back, and then you have a guy who's. 6'5", 260, <laughs> running full speed. You think a 200-pound DB is going to be able to stop, try to slow down because he may slide, and now i got to speed up and try to tackle him? Like, it's, it's not logical. And then now we're made – we look bad out there on the field, and now potentially other teams look at that and say, oh, this guy's not very good, where that's not the case. Like, we're put in positions where we can't be successful. And we can't play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And it's the adventation of the offense is just so one-sided, whether it's receivers, whether it's blocking, where you can't hit this guy, you can't hit the quarterback, you can't hit guys over the middle, you can't go for the ball. It's like, well, what are we supposed to do? Let him catch it, say hi, and then tackle him? Like, it's crazy. I, I got to believe that people watching it don't like this product. Well, they, they still like it enough to watch it. They don't like it as much as what they used to like, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But eventually, I just I don't see 
how this product is sustainable. I don't. Well, one of your two teams is out, Eric Weddle. I've dejected Eric Weddle talking about the game today. I've <laughs> made, made Eric sad. Um, uh, you, one of your teams is still remaining. That's the Baltimore Ravens. They had the bye week. Did you ever in your career have the first round bye in the playoffs, or were you always week one? I did once, and then uh, a division round against the Jets at home. We lost. Okay. So. We were one one and done. It happens more often than not. Uh, so I I hope I hope for my Ravens man. They didn't they didn't play many guys that week seventeen game and taking a couple weeks off. You know there's going to be some rust, and you hope that the rust doesn't put you in a hole that you can't come back from with a hot Texas Texans team that are led by a rookie that's not playing like a rookie. Hasn't played all season, and and that week one against each other is a is a big difference in what you're going to see right now. So, gosh, I I just hope they play the way they're supposed to play and get this win. But uh, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not. I'm a little nervous. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm nervous for Kansas City. They just announced who the refs are, and lo and behold, they get Hockley son where. Uh, Mahomes is four and zero with Hockley refing his games and. Uh, when they when he refs the Bills games, they're the most penalized team in the in the league when he when he refs the Bills. So I'm not trying to be a conspiracy, but it <laughs> make, makes you think that they want the Chiefs and the and the Swifties to be in the Super Bowl. Well, maybe maybe that's the case. We'll see. But by the way, I'm just happy it's not Carl Jeffers. Carl Jeffers is the worst. <laughs> he and his guys throw more flags than anybody. Jeffers <laughs> is the worst. No doubt. No doubt about it. So what's John Harbaugh like? I mean, he's, he's won a Super Bowl. You you played for him in the playoffs in the regular season. What What's Harbaugh like in getting you guys ready for playoff games? You know, Harbs is uh, – he, he, he sticks with the plan. He sticks with uh, the routine, sticks with what has got him there, got uh, the players there. He's very mindful of the guys and, and the work that needs to be done. I know for sure they're probably wearing full pads during that bye week and, and really ratchet up the competitive periods against the number one Oh one D and uh, just putting that, he's a very, he's very good about the direction and vision of how we're going to win this game. Right. Like you get in that Monday meeting, he'll, he'll get up there and put up the plan to win and, and how we're going to get it done and how we're going to uh, minimize the strengths of the Texans and, he puts the place, he puts the the direction of the team as as great leaders do, and then you revisit that throughout the week, and then you go execute on Sunday. So the Ravens have the rookie at home who's not playing like a rookie. If uh, if Coach McDonald and Harbs called you up and said, Eric, what would your approach be against this young kid, Stroud, who's not playing like a young kid, what would it be? Uh, well... You know the mindset as the Ravens is is we impose our will, we Im- impose our identity as a defense on on others. We don't change for anybody, and we're we're the number one defense for a reason. So I would I would just get back and play our game. You have to win on first and second down. That that goes against anybody, regardless of the quarterback that we're playing. And we we are at our best when we're third and long situations where we can bring our exotics and bring the, 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 
the manipulation and and the disguising and the pressure package, which no one can defend. Uh, so that that's what I would stress. And just who are we, right? We say play like a raven. What is that? It means we are ferocious. We are we play with a, a, a tenacity and and energy that nobody can compare to. So when we're talking defense, it's 11 guys, the old adage, 11 guys of the football, every snap. And that's how they play. I mean, it is an identity. You don't play like that. You don't play for the Ravens. So I think that's – if they just play their style of football and play with that energy and tenacity and just want to get that football and play together, like, I, I think they win. I don't. I think it's going to be close, but I think they, they, they do a great job against rookie quarterbacks on top of that. So uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, that's what I would say. One of the silly, for me at least, one of the silly storylines this week is Patrick Mahomes is playing his first road playoff game. How will he handle it? He's six years in the NFL, seven years in the NFL, two time MVP, three time Super Bowl, two Super Bowl wins. Do, do you do you really think him playing at Orchard? Park is a big deal since he's never played a postseason game on the road. Is that a big deal to you because it's Patrick Mahomes? I mean, if it was Baker Mayfield, maybe, but is that really a story for you? Well, no, not not for me. Uh, but it is a storyline because it hasn't happened outside of the Super Bowl, which is right. It's a neutral site. Uh, you know, it. There's there's a lot there's a lot of you know, the people that don't like the Chiefs, obviously, that they're trying to find ways to disregard the success of Mahomes and that team over the last, gosh, they, you know, forever, it seems like. So uh, they're just trying to create storylines. I don't think it's obviously it's different than playing at home in a playoff game. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying sure. that. I'm not sure. shortchanging that. And will he have the same amount of success? On the road, that's that's for him to decide and him to show everybody. But it is a it is a storyline. I wouldn't put too much weight in it, but you can't deny that uh, first road game. We'll see how he plays. Well, I guess I would say you know it's not weather related. It's it's a road game against a good team. Uh, that that's the that's the deal. The Bills are a good team. If you're if you're betting, are you betting on Mahomes or Allen in this game, or better yet? Are you betting on the Chiefs' defense or the Bills' defense, which is really beat up, and the Chiefs' defense for the first time and since probably Marty Schottenheimer was there is actually playing at an elite, an elite level? Holy smokes, so yeah, Chiefs are top five defense. Bags got those guys rolling. Uh, gosh, uh, if I'm if I'm being unbiased, uh, I think it's I think it's a toss up. Yeah. Uh, who would I put my money on? Allen's playing great. Mahomes putting put you know. I don't think he's having a, having a as good a season he's had ever. I think this is one of his worst seasons. Why I don't really you know who knows why. But uh, gosh, uh, who would I take? I'm taking the Bills at home. Okay. Uh, only for the fact that you know I think. Bills are a complete team. Allen's playing. I need they need to run them like they've been doing. But I can easily see the Chiefs winning. I, I don't think it's it's hundred percent Bills. You know, it's 
going to be a, a great game. I, I don't think – I think the perimeter guys will eventually catch up to the Chiefs or the lack thereof. There's always so much Mahomes can do, run around and extend plays where at times you just got to get the ball out on time. And both those – all the quarterbacks do it now, which is guys doing the same. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we talked last week. You said you liked Pete Carroll, but you wouldn't have wanted to play in his defense. I bet you would love to play in Spag's defense. Oh, gosh. Me and Spag's go way back, man. We, uh, uh, anytime we've ever played against each other, we always had our conversations. We did a couple training camp practices against each other when he was head coach or he was a coordinator and, uh, just always enjoyed us uh, talking shop, talking ball, talking concepts. Rush game, blitz packages, and he is just—he would be—he's a gem if I could if I could say anything <laughs> less. I mean, he's—you you see how he does work. You see how the guys play. I mean, look at the job he's done with the youth over there too. Like that's—that's that's not easy to do at this level. It's the youngest Those defense in the NFL, Eric. It's the youngest defense in the NFL. Yeah, it's pretty—it's pretty amazing. I'm surprised he's not getting. More looks as a head coach. Uh, I mean, I would I would take him over Dan Quinn. I mean, no, no, I don't know Dan Quinn other than <laughs> a Pro Bowl, I think. But just you know, for Mirafag with the success he's had, they both had great success. But uh, I think just what what he's done over the last couple of years has been really impressive. All right, before I let you go, one of the road teams is going to win this weekend. You've already picked the Bills to win at home. I think you picked your Ravens to win at home. So is it one of the two NFC teams? Give me the road team that's going to win on the road this weekend. Oh, gosh. You know, it uh, always happens. I, I'm going I'm, with my heart. Uh, I'm going to say Green Bay because I despise the Niners. <laughs> uh, but I could easily see Tampa uh, going in there. And, and honestly, like, you know, Green Bay's a tough challenge, but did anyone think they would have done what they did against Dallas, who has a really good defense and team and playing at home? So I think uh, both those NFC teams have a chance. Uh, so I, I would I would flip a coin. But I'm going to say Green Bay just to throw it in the Niners' faces. I hope the Chiefs win this weekend so you and I can have some sort of a wager next week on the AFC Championship <laughs> game. Against the Ravens, yeah, most out. Maybe some Philip Seafood. I'll order you some Philip Seafood in or something and have it shipped out to you. Did you ever go to Philip's <laughs> when you lived in Baltimore? Of course. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll come up, we'll come up with something, but uh, we'll see if the Chiefs and Ravens can hook up. Uh, Dub, thanks as always, man. I'll talk to you soon. You got it, Ralph. Eric Weddle with us, presented today as always by our friends at uh, – at uh, Budweiser here on the Bill Riley Show on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. So we'll uh, we'll have Eric on next week, and maybe we have those uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens in a matchup. We'll have three of the four games this weekend. The two games on Saturday, we'll have both those here. And then, of course, the game coming up on, uh, on Sunday, the Chiefs and Bills will have that Sunday night after the Utah-Oregon basketball game. Uh, Dr. Angela Peterson back in here with us. We talked a little bit about ED treatments. We talked a little bit about testosterone with you today. Um, you also deal with weight loss, and one of the kind of the the the, the hip the hip nutra uh, I guess treatments or uh, or or uh, or uh, therapies is semaglutide. 
Seeing seeing that everywhere. Do you guys do some semaglutide stuff? Yep, and terzipatide. So it work well. It works great. It's really life changing for a lot of people because losing weight is hard, and I don't want to say it's a shortcut, but it can definitely get you to where you want to be with your weight loss goals. Why does it work so well, especially for men? Uh, because you won't eat as much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you can kill the appetite, that always helps, right? Yeah. No, it causes satiety. So what that means is that it kind of takes away the signal from your brain to your stomach saying, hey, I don't need to eat that much. I'm full. We're, you know, you need to walk. You can just walk away and not really care about it. Excellent. Does it uh, does it work for most? I mean, yeah, I, it, I, I, I never say anything's 100 percent, but is this thing pretty across the board? Yeah, across the board. People are having great success with weight loss using these medications. They also help to regulate your insulin and glucose response. So your inflammation is down. And one of the things that's like an added benefit that a lot of my clients talk about is that their systemic inflammation goes down and a lot of their aches and pains go away. So it's really beneficial for a lot of things. That's good for those of us that are getting a little older. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm old yet. I'm getting older and you know how it is. You wake up in the morning sometimes and you get out of bed and then just something sore and you're like, what did I do? Oh, I didn't do anything. I'm just older. Right. So it's, some of those pains go away. Yeah, it's kind of part of aging, but there is an added benefit to lower systemic inflammation, which will take away some aches and pains. Um, as we like to say with all these things we've talked about at uh, at Amplified, um, Dr. Dr. Peterson wants to see you. She's not just going to issue you some semaglutide. You want them to come in and, and do a consultation, right? Absolutely. I need to look at your whole health picture and then put together a customizable plan that's right for you. And we need to go over side effects, how to manage them. And then I need to see you every four weeks because I want to see your progress. I want to help you. And I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. And she can help you too. And again, with anything, when you're talking about these these drugs and therapies, you might need to tweak it as you go along, right? So that's why you come back every few weeks to, to get that check out because you might need to up it a little bit or you might need to cut it back a little bit, right? Absolutely correct. So what's the phone number for those that want to schedule a consultation with you and get in and maybe get uh, get a little bit more on this uh, semaglutide and trizipatide. Absolutely. Our phone number is 385-486-4181. You can call or text that number, and we'll get right back to you. And the website, which also has the phone number on it and gives you a good idea of exactly everything they do at Amplified, is ampdhealth.net. And uh, you can reach her via email there or straight via by text at 385 385- Four eight six forty one eighty one. That's Amplified Health and Aesthetics. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. One more hit. We'll do that coming up in just a bit. A um, couple of text messages to get to, and more on the way. Right here on the Bill Riley Show on ESPN seven hundred. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.